0: Welcome to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. I'm Danny, And I'm Gina. We are performers turned certified health coaches who help artists reclaim their power and take intentional action in their life. Are you a performer who is tired of feeling burnt out, not good enough, and like you don't have control over your career? Get ready to feel energized, confident, and fully in charge of you on and off the stage. Tune in each week to get holistic lifestyle and nutrition tips for a sustainable career as a performer, our
1: own inspirational stories and experiences, as well as our guests, and practical tools to handle rejection,
0: competition, and perfectionism in the industry. And now, on with the show.
1: Hi, everyone. We're back with one of our favorite guests.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: our first. I know, she's our OG guest. Uh Michaela mm-hmm. Mcintosh is back in the house with us. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be back, especially in this crazy time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are so happy to have you, my love. Um if you haven't heard Michaela's story. Oh, Danny's here.
0: Yeah, I said, "Hey, Oh hey, hey. We just want to make sure. <laughs> Not just I don't know me. what I didn't I don't know if I said hey, I just said a few words,
1: but yeah. I promise. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Michaela is back with us today. If you haven't heard her story, please go back to episode three. She talks all about her journey of overcoming her injury and in the performing industry and her journey and it's just such a beautiful story. And if you haven't heard it yet, it's so inspiring and motivating and please go back and listen to that. Um, But today, she's gonna chat with us a little bit about how she's been handling the quarantine and self-isolation. So where are you right now,
2: my love? I am in Vancouver, Canada.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, quick fun fact, y'all. We're in three different time zones. So Gina's in Scotland. Yep. I'm in New Jersey. Michaela's in Canada. So we're like <laughs> Gina's six hours ahead of me, right? Or five hours. And then Michaela, you're like three hours behind me. Right. Yeah. So we're all of yeah. like,
1: yes, So me, and Michaela are eight hours apart. Oh my
0: lord! Yes,
2: <laughs> as discovered when Gina took my class this past week, which was awesome. That oh, you could just
1: come yay. in from Scotland. It was so fun. And in the middle of the class, there was a bee, and I had to, I had to get someone else to kill it. It was a bee in your house. It was house embarrassing.
0: Or were you outside? Well,
1: they don't have here. They don't have screens on their windows, so when they well, they don't have a lot of bugs either because it rains a lot. But because it mm. hasn't rained a lot in like three weeks. You just open the windows and there's no real bug problems, but lately there's just been so many bees because it's Mm. so sunny.
0: (laughs) Wow. I just saw Gina run away. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. Like I just disappeared and I had to like let her know what was happening. (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, it was great though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So with this quarantine, you're in Vancouver. So why are you in Vancouver right now?
2: All right, here we go. Um, (laughs) I think I talked to both of you guys about this, but it, it was just crazy because I feel like all the signs in my life coming like January, February were pointing to going back to New York, which shocked me because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel like that was, especially talking last time, I was like, I don't know that I'll ever end up there again. And it wasn't necessarily for performing kind of but it wasn't for Broadway or musical theater or anything which was so funny but I it was almost like I got a sign from the universe I was working at the studio and I was teaching sixth graders ballroom at this school and it was great I think some people you know now will appreciate so much what happened in that moment especially being social distance um now and not being in school but sometimes you kind of take for granted the things that you get in that time. Well. <laughs> I was going out to my car and I like didn't see my bag that was sitting on my seat when I got in because it was really dark and I like kneeled down to grab something first and I had like this metal shoe brush in my bag and it plunged through my knee and I was like hmm, that doesn't feel right but whatever so I got <sighs> oh, in my gosh. car and I'm like driving and then I start to feel like liquid going down my leg and I'm like hmm this isn't good and so I was like driving with my ballroom partner and he goes you really should pull over and see what's going on so like flip the light on in the car and sure enough like I'm just gushing blood and, oh my god and, it, and I was like all right well this is Mikayla, interesting it's never like, ending injury story I no I oh well and like that didn't even end up being that bad like it hurt for like a day or two and I bandaged it and everything but I just the next day I was like I need a break from work. I've been working so much. I've been trying to catch up on my debt from my surgery and all these different things. And it was my best friend's birthday. It was his 27th birthday on the 27th. And I got in my car and I drove to New York. I was like, you know what? I need to be with my friends. I need to see my friends. I haven't made this a priority in a while. I'm just going to get in the car and do it. And I called. We surprised him. He had no idea. I called my other best friend. We like planned the whole thing as I was driving there and it ended up being like the best two days because I saw Marissa who also you guys just had and I took a milk class and I took body art and I got a dance class in and I got to spend time with my best friends and in those two days I was like I I don't have this like these are the people that give me life and fill me up and I just keep emptying my cup and I need to actually like practice what I preach right now and be doing things that like show the people in my life that I really care about them, but also um, I need to be filling my cup too, not just mm. giving, giving, giving. And that is so funny, because it kind of started this like, I started making all these weekend trips to New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I went the next weekend, because I just didn't feel like I had enough time with my friends, and then I wasn't gonna go the following weekend, and I just like randomly got this call from something I submitted for about someone needing a ballroom partner, And it was going to be an internship and then eventually um, translate into salsa summer nights on the Gantry and possibly doing an off-Broadway show. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm not going to get something like this where I'm at. And I'm like ready to push myself now that I'm totally healed at this point. And this sounds amazing. Like it's the best of both worlds. I get to teach. I get to share my love of dance. And I've really fallen in love with social dancing. Um, which is ironic right now, obviously, but I fell in (laughs) love with it because it really was kind of the thing that when I felt isolated and alone and healing from my injuries, even though I couldn't like kick my face or go take a crazy dance class, I could still like go partner dance with someone and dance like a basic rumba and just like something about that human connection and and laughing and having fun on the dance floor and being around with a, a lot of other people who just we're at different levels didn't care we're just there to have fun like again kind of shifted my mindset so I like studied ballroom for six months and and got super into it and got to work with like some of the top people and then it was like okay all the signs are pointing to I'm gonna go back to New York and I asked for specific signs and I got them and so February was me literally living between New York and Ohio. Like I would spend three or four days in Ohio and then three or four days in New York and three or four days in Ohio. Three and, four. and I got to the end of it and I was exhausted. I was like, this is so worth it, but I need, I need a break. I'm really tired. I'm ready to be in one place. And um, so I finally moved to, <laughs> moved back to New York <laughs> officially March second and oh then, my gosh <laughs> I think everyone listening knows it was like the first week was kind of weird of it was like oh there's a few cases let's elbow bump and like let's not touch hands and let's sanitize more and then week two was when it was like okay the NBA shut down Broadway closed. The dance studios were closing. All the fitness studios were closing. And I got to like Wednesday or Thursday. And I was like, there's nothing left for me here. Um, there's nothing I can do. There's no reason for me to be spending all this money. And like, the and the big thing too, is my boyfriend was going to be flying out a few days later. And he's been on a ship for nine months. And we were like, so excited to finally have weeks of quality time together and i called him and i was like i think they're going to shut down the city like that's what they're talking about like all these cases are coming out i don't even know if it's safe to be here at this point point." and pretty quickly we made a decision at first i was just going to go back to ohio and then we just looked at flights to vancouver and it was so cheap it's disgusting <laughs> it was cheaper for me to fly to vancouver than to get my my cab from um, washington heights to jfk and the next day I was that's in Vancouver. So that is crazy. And at first, you know, it's like, okay, I'll be here a month or two. Like we're going to get things figured out like China. And and then obviously so much has happened in the last five or six weeks, but we all know now that's that's not the case. And a lot has changed and a lot has happened, but yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> my boyfriend's oh my from gosh. here. So
0: <laughs> Wow. That's so cool. I, I think that's so funny about the cab. I still can't get over that. Like that (laughs) is how expensive New York is. It is so expensive. It's so insane. But how is it since you've been there? Like what's life been like for you?
2: It's good. I mean, it was an adjustment, of course. And and I think partly where I want to go to, I just want to say like a full disclaimer of if you're someone who is listening to this and you are struggling with a virus, like whether you've been you um, tested positive or like someone near and dear close to you is fighting it, you're in a very different headspace than the people that I think are just tired of being at home or most importantly, and I felt like this hit me really hard when I was on the plane and I just poured my heart out into an email and a blog I ended up posting on Instagram and emailing all my people and putting on Facebook, you lost your, your performing job or a job that you found all of your identity in. And we don't know when that's going to open again. We have no idea. There is so much unknown right now. And I made peace with all of that very fast on the plane because I've already gone through all of this. And I think that's what's the most important to say is I know I've had an easier transition and actually been really grateful for this time because I already went through this and I feel like I went through this for a reason before now and I personally have been able to I mean one spend so much quality time with my boyfriend after he's been on a ship for nine months and we joked last year we somehow wanted to spend you know four months together at least this year but we didn't know how that was going to happen with our jobs and and you know if he were to go back out on the ship or what was going to happen and was
1: granted
2: (laughs) our wish was granted (laughs) and we've been very grateful for it and I decide I I guess what I want to start with is the last couple times when I had that moment of just like totally losing faith And I remember the first time for me, um, even before I had my crazy bridge accident, I had some really bad injuries from some like circus stunts on the ship I was working on. And I ended up herniating two discs in my back. I tore multiple things. My body was an absolute disaster. I got off the ship. People were telling me, you need to make peace with like possibly never being able to dance again. And that was like unacceptable for me because that's how I communicate. And that is my love language and what fills me up and brings me joy, that wasn't acceptable. But I still had hope like going to physical therapy and doing all the things. That I'm like, I'm doing all the right things to get better. And like the universe is going to reward me because of doing it. And I remember I got to the day that I had, I already had been asked back to how the Grinch stole Christmas. I had done it the year before and I was supposed to do it again. And when I first called them, they were like, take the time you need, just let us know by this date. Like, we want you to be able to do it if you can, but we need until then to like recast you if that's going to be a thing. So in my head, it was like, oh, well, if I do everything right, like the universe is going to reward me and I'm going to get to do this and it's going to be great. And I remember I got to the doctor's office on the day that I was supposed to tell them. and, And I knew in my soul, it was the wrong decision to say yes. I couldn't even bend over without pain shooting through my leg. I could barely twist. Like I had to turn my whole body to look somewhere. I couldn't just like, just, I couldn't rotate my spine at all. And when I walked, I had to actually totally like rotate myself to the side to even take a step. So like tumbling and putting 25 pounds on my body and riding around on a scooter and dancing, it just wasn't an option. And he looked at me and he was like, I know that show really well no, I'm going to, I'm going to make the no for you. Cause I know you're going to have a hard time doing it, but the answer is no, you can't do it. And I remember that was the moment I lost it. Like I hearing that no. And I know for a lot of people, it's been your Broadway show is closed. Your contract you were supposed to do this summer was canceled. You don't get your graduation. You, you know, whatever that huge thing is for you. Finally having that no is, is a blessing and a curse. It's It's the curse of, wow, this is real and this really sucks. And now I have to process it and I have to find a new way to deal with this. But it is a blessing because now you have the closure that you need to take steps forward now through the grieving process, however that looks like for you. And for me, of course, first it was crying a lot and then it was getting really, really angry. And then it was regret of if I could go back to and do this different and that different and this different and that different and you know obviously in this case there's nothing you could go back and do different to fix this situation that everyone is in but you know I thought that at the time and it was a really ugly process of having to grieve through that and watch all my friends go do the show without me and still be going to PT and some days taking steps forward and some days falling on my face and feeling like I took 10 steps back. And for a year having to go through that, almost a year, like nine months having to go through this process. And you learn a lot about yourself in the process. And I'll never forget both my mom and some of my friends. They finally said, Michaela, you can't live in this anger anymore. You can't live in this regret anymore. And you can't change the past only thing you can do is move forward. And whether that is doing charity work or whatever, to help you move past this, you've got to find something bigger than yourself. You can't keep having regrets. So, you know, in this time, it's so easy to look at. This isn't fair. I didn't get my unemployment. I didn't get to do this job. I didn't get my graduation. And so many other people did like, no, it's not fair. So much in life is not fair. And I feel you and I hear you, but what defines you from other people, and what brings you joy in the end, and what ultimately makes you stronger is choosing to respond to that in a different way than we should respond. Because yes, you deserve it. Like I deserve to be upset. I feel like I lost everything in that time, and then to go through that whole healing process, and literally, and and I and I, what I wrote ultimately in, in what I sent out was I didn't really learn my lesson. I like, learned my lesson, and I started to take care of myself, and what happened when I was healed was I immediately dove back 600,000 miles an hour into everything, getting up at 4 a.m., signing up, spending all day auditioning, going to take a dance class, working till midnight, working seven days a week, whether it was auditioning, taking class, doing my Pilates certification, whatever, that literally, the universe was like, no, hello, are you there? (laughs) Like... (laughs) You didn't quite learn your lesson yet. And and while I don't I, I wanna err on the side of I don't know whether like things are meant to happen or whatever, but I do believe that sometimes when we haven't learned a lesson, something else happens that we do actually have to go through that and learn the lesson. So here comes round two, I fall down a bridge and it was absolutely devastating at the time. And I didn't know if I was gonna be able to walk and I didn't know if I was gonna be able to dance again. I booked my dream tour. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to do that. But part of me was like, okay, Michaela, you've already done this once. They told you it was impossible the first time and you did it. So here's number two, you know, you can already go through this and you're going to be okay. But what is that lesson that's still missing here? And for me, it was slowing down and appreciating things. It really was. And I, a million times over, would have always put my career in front of anything else. And if there's anything that that time taught me that I feel like this time is teaching the world, it's at the end of the day, we're not guaranteed that. And we don't have that. What we do have is we have our health and we have our bodies, if we put that first. And what we also have is the people around us that love us and we love them. And that's really the only two things in life that are pretty constant. Your Broadway show can close tomorrow. We've seen that. Your, you know, anything that you put your value and worth in other than yourself is not guaranteed. And are you okay when that thing that, de- when that thing that defines you is no longer there? And what is the process for moving past that? And part of that for me was um, after that bridge accident, I, and and who stuck by me through all of my injuries was not my career. I couldn't go do branch. They weren't just going to send me a, a we're sorry, you're injured, here's a paycheck, because we know you were supposed to do this, or, you know, no, no one was calling from Broadway, or from whatever, being like, hey, how's it going? Like, we can't wait till you're better, and you're back on our thing. It, it was my family and my friends that held me up through that time. It, and, and I don't know where I would be without them. And I think that applies here, too, that you've really just, you've got to lean into the people that you love and love you, and you have to support each other through the really hard times. And I went to Bali, and that's the first time I'd been out of the country other than um, Disney cruise lines. And I just remember being shocked with a whole new way of life. Like, work was not the most important thing to them. It was beauty and love. And so they put so much beauty into everything around them, like taking the flowers and making these gorgeous flower arrangements everywhere and just treating people with such kindness and such love slowing down to talk to you anywhere and like how many times do we get irritated when someone talks to us because we're like plowing to the next thing in our day that we need to do and that was like the first time I really started to get hit with man maybe how we live our life is not what actually makes us happy and and what actually is going to bring us the most joy in the end and I feel like the real reason that I went through all of that was to like finally let go of my identity to what my career was and like what jobs I booked, but who my friends and family were and pouring into them and them pouring into me and figuring out what gift I offered the world. So I guess I I went off on a quite a tangent there, but you know, in general, this time has been quality time with love. I wanted that And yes, my family's far away in the States, but I still FaceTime them. I've had more time to FaceTime my friends. I've had FaceTime cast reunions, but I've also really taken this time to truly dive into the projects that I've said for a couple of years now that I would work on and I wanted to work on, but I never had time. And that has brought me so much joy. And I also have learned in the time of being injured, and this is the, another lesson I think we can all learn too: is you you can't rely on an employer. You never know what's going to happen. So if you're not creating something for yourself that you love and brings you joy and is something that is yours that you can offer the world, and it doesn't excuse me doesn't have to be this huge thing of like starting a huge business or whatever. Like maybe it is just designing T-shirts or Um, crocheting or making cute little message boxes. I don't know, like it doesn't have to be something major, but maybe it is for you. Like maybe this is the time that you invest in yourself. But I am so grateful that I went through those times of learning Pilates. I decided to invest in Pilates and like full disclosure, I had no intention of teaching. I was selfishly doing it because I wanted my body to be better so I could book another contract and start dancing again. So I got all my value from that. And I remember they threw me into teaching about two months in because they're like, you'd be a great teacher. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. And they threw me into teaching. And it was what became the most rewarding to me was watching clients come in hopeless, not hope. Well, yeah, some of them were hopeless or not where they wanted to be. And watching the confidence and the joy, like four weeks later, six weeks later, eight weeks later, when their mindsets changed and their bodies changed. And they just were completely different people. And then they're like telling me all these victories they're having outside in their lives. And I realized like, oh my gosh, that brings me so much joy. So yeah, this time really has been um, taking that time for myself and actually slowing down when I can, though still sometimes I can manage to pack my days with a million things. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> um but also just taking that time to really dive in the things I've always wanted to create and figuring out what my niches niches are and offering that to the world. And then also I teach English online. So my little kiddos in China bring me a lot of joy too. You're an amazing
1: human. <laughs> you guys We're are. We're
0: obsessed with you. That's all. Just
1: so <laughs> many, so many lessons learned um, throughout your journey. And A lot of them have to do with identity and slowing down and appreciating the important things in life. And I love that you can share that with everyone right now, because yes, this is a a horrible time in in our lives where we can't be with the ones that we love and we can't do the things that we love um, mostly, but at least we're in this together and at least we're doing it collectively and that's I think very powerful because we can all support each other through this. And the way that you're supporting people is through your story and what the lessons that you've learned and you're sharing that. So
2: mm-hmm. I appreciate
1: that and thank you. And I hope that it inspires and
2: motivates other people. I do too. And like one more thing I wanna really, really touch on too, and I'm I mean, I'm sure you guys have questions, but Marissa who you guys interviewed was obviously a huge person in my life. And I think one thing that I, I finally want to share on here that it's one of those taboo things, I guess no one talks about, but was a huge part of my mental recovery and mental relief was by the time I got out of surgery from all that time of being injured, like the ER bills, the ambulance bills, just being alive bills and, um, all the extra expenses of physical therapy and, you know, going to massage therapy, acupuncture, all those things. By the time I got out of all of that, I was at least $15,000 in debt, all on credit cards, spread out. And, um, and part of that too. And I will, I will say this cause I, I, um, I think this is important and you need to take this in the way that you want to take it and make your own choice. But I decided when I found out I needed surgery that, um, I needed another experience like Bali and Marissa and Becca were going to Costa Rica and it was about five weeks after my surgery. And like after my surgery, I was in a sling. I wasn't allowed to drive until they cleared me and I lived in the middle of nowhere. So I could not go anywhere unless someone picked me up and took me, which this was a time that everyone was at work. And. It was just really hard to do that.
1: So that sounds like I me when I'm in Scotland
2: because <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't want to drive on the other side of the road in the other side of the car, and I don't want to drive a manual
0: car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So guys, I, I, I can barely drive like too. a regular car situation. So. <laughs>
2: I'm like, like public so, transit
0: all the way. <laughs> Bless you, child. Like I've been relying on public transit for so long. So I'm like, I know, but I did drive on the highway right. recently, and it was like a huge win for me. So, so bad. I'm, yes, girl. Just, yes, sure. girl. <laughs> Meanwhile,
2: this is the longest I've gone without driving in a while. So I'm like super happy about it. Because <laughs> <public laughs> Well, and just staying at home mostly. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, it was going to be about five weeks after my surgery. And I go, you know what, this is going to cost me about two or three grand. And I'm already going to be in all this debt. Is it smart for me to go? You know, I'm thinking about it. And, and I called Marissa and I was like, I just don't know what to do. And you need to take, like I said, full disclosure, take this away. You want to take it. But the The thing I needed more than anything in that time of isolation and not being able to go anywhere and relying on FaceTime was I did need time to be somewhere that just filled me with joy. And that was not, that was not going to be Ohio for me. What? Um, that is so surprising. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry Ohio what was it It was very stressful and very like a battle in my mind of I'm going to Costa Rica I don't have money blah blah blah. but I would not trade like hindsight now here I am a year later and full disclosure I've I've got about three thousand dollars left in debt which I would have had paid off if it wasn't for this whole thing but side note you can call your credit card companies and say hey any chance you would lower my APR in this time or like give me zero APR for a few months and they will I did. do it. Some of them will do it. That's what I did. And um, so I have more time for it to just, you know, sit there. And when I can pay it off, I will. But what you don't want to do is like, let this time totally rob you of life and joy. And I'm so glad I went to Costa Rica because it was two weeks that just totally filled my soul and gave me so much joy. I couldn't do a whole lot, but laying there on the beach and just being around amazing people And getting to melt a lot was what I needed. And it just lifted my spirit so much. I came back so rejuvenated. I did so much healing mentally and physically in those two weeks. And on top of all that, I like ended up stumbling into this other retreat called Koya, which I don't want to get too much into, but you should look it up because it's pretty cool. And what I also learned in the The two hours of that class, I ended up using when I choreographed Chicago and any dance class I teach, and it just changes the room. It changed me, and it changes the room, and I would not, like, I can't put a price tag on what that did for me, what that time of love and joy and acceptance and being around high-vibing women and being in a place that was so beautiful did for my spirit in that time. And, you know, I got out of all that and I get down to Florida and I'm looking at my credit cards and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I have all this debt. I look like a failure. I'm about to turn 25. I don't like, what is wrong with me? And I finally called Marissa and I was like, how did you do it? Because I'm like, I've had like three surgeries. She's had like five or six. (laughs) And she was like, Michaela, the thing you have to understand is you will pay it off. You have to trust that you have to take care of yourself and you have to heal first. And then you're gonna be able to pour out to other people and in turn pay off all your debt. But you've just gotta, you have to take this time and take care of yourself first. And if that means going and getting that $50 massage, that means going and getting that $50 massage if that's what you need right then and there. And that was really hard for me because I come from a family and we come from a country that frowns upon debt. We've got, you know, Dave Ramsey's great and that's awesome. You know, if you're trying to do that, but sometimes, and especially in this time right now, that's just not doable. It's just not an option for everyone. So in this time, if you're not bringing in money, or if you're not bringing in as much money, and it's terrifying, and it's scary, because it is, for one, this isn't going to last forever. Your health is the absolute most important thing. So whatever you need in this time for both your physical health, your mental health, and spiritually, it is worth the investment of what you need you will pay it off down the road I know most people would say don't ever like go into debt or whatever and if that's you need a little tiny credit card or something so you can take a couple of virtual dance classes or you can you know can't actually go get massages right now but if you need to melt or if there's a workout class that you know get like a health code yes yes like it, what you know people are talking about oh my god I'm getting fat in this time and I'm eating everything and I'm doing this and that and you know, half of that is okay. You're going to be fine. You're not defined by your weight. You're not defined. That doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your value in anything. But on the flip side, if you know that talking to someone's going to help you work through your feelings and work through those things, then that investment is so much more worth it than you sitting around complaining about it and like continuing to fight this battle. You're going to make more progress in the long run. If you use this time to to conquer those fears and I think that's what's really scary for everyone is when we're running when we're running around and we're so busy you can like kind of like push those things to the back burner and not actually deal with them but when you're stuck for hours on end in the same place and you actually have to finally deal with some of those things that are like you know those little monsters or 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 habits people in your life yeah 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 absolutely you know, the biggest lesson I learned from my eating disorder and going through all of that was, it was every time I was saying yes to something that was a no to myself. So if I came home from something, and I found myself in the fridge or in the toilet or whatever, you know, I know it sounds awful, but it's the reality of it. I could, you know, all the work of therapy finally got me to the point of I could stop and be like, okay, I'm vibing really low. And I'm I'm feeling a need to fill myself. Why? What is lowering my vibration? What am I not dealing with? What is making me feel icky? Is it a person? Is it a situation? Is it something I need to deal with? You can you can either look at that, that, oh, this is happening and this time is the worst for recovery and this is hard. Or you can look at this as like a huge blessing that you finally can work through this thing that's not going to have power over you the rest of your life because it will if you don't deal with it. It will keep coming up as an ugly monster until you actually take that time to sit and deal with it. And it's not fun to sit with those feelings. I will be the first to <laughs> tell you it's not fun. It's ugly to face those demons. But when you finally can kind of separate yourself and like look at it from that, per- it, you know, sometimes we look at our friends and we're like, oh, you know, I would never say to my friends what I say to myself sometimes. So like take a step back and see yourself like as a friend. And what you would say to a friend in that situation and take this time to really dive into those things so that you can just like level up your vibration in this time.
1: We're all about vibrations, aren't we, Danny? Yes. Vibrating higher. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Oh my gosh. So I have a rapid fire question, kind of. So Ooh. during this time, so many lessons, so many lessons you have taught us and our audience. So beautiful, beautiful stuff that you're going through during this time, overall mindset shifts and, you know, everything like that. But what would be like a typical day for you? So what does like a typical quarantine self-isolating day look like for you? How do you spend your
2: time? Yeah. Okay. So Monday through Friday, is pretty much the same. Uh, you're going to laugh. I Usually my alarm goes off at about 4.15 a.m. I'm still basically on East Coast time because I start teaching English at 4.30 a.m. My kids in China, that's how it works out with the time zone difference. On the East Coast, that was like, I would usually teach from like 6 to 9 or 6 to 10, but I I won't get up at 2.45 here. That's just not going to happen. So 4.30 a.m. a good little happy medium. So I'm not kidding. I literally roll out of bed. I chug a water. I like have the coffee ready to go. I chug it and I start teaching my kids. And then I usually teach about three lessons. And then then I do my actual morning routine. So from then, technology's off for at least 30 minutes to an hour. And I will go, I do my face. I have like a whole skin regimen. I usually listen to an audio book as well while I'm doing that. So my favorite right now um, has been Audacity to be Queen. I think it's by Gina DeVee, which has been incredible. I have a song that I love meditating to right now that our friend Brandon sent to us. It's just all of like, I am, it's very empowering. Um, So I'll meditate to that. I usually do a nice little mobility warm up for like five minutes or so. And then I'll just like shake and dance around a little bit. Sometimes, honestly, too, I'll go back to bed for a second to, um, and Tyler's still there. And we'll just like, have a nice little second wake up like he's actually waking up and that's just, so cute like we'll be cute and adorable you
1: should um, you said shake and dance I thought you said chicken dance <laughs> I was like I oh chicken yeah. dance during your morning routine interesting <laughs>
2: I'll put that into tomorrow. Yes. Uh, And then usually, so let's see, that's six to seven is typically my morning routine that I'm going through all of that. And then at that point, I usually I'll have an apple or some sort of fruit. And then I'll take my pre-workout at some point in in that time as well. And then we usually work around between workouts between seven and eight, like we'll start somewhere in there. And we both do about an hour to an hour and a half workout stretch and then there's this cute little coffee shop about 20 minutes walking distance away that reopened and you like call them 15 minutes before and they like take your name which they know me on first name basis now i'll be like can i have a coffee with a little bit of steam so i'm feel like this is from michaela right I'm like oh i've been coming here a lot and <laughs> that's me know. at the local thai place <laughs> yeah And then when you get there you just tap your card they have it sitting on like a number and it's all social distance and you know staying away and and it's like a cool way that i get to support my local coffee shop and that's when i like actually enjoy my coffee and we get like a nice little 45 minute walk which is our cool down from our workout and kind of a nice way to clear our heads before we work and then we both go into work mode so he's been studying his online personal training certification and then i've been doing a business class online through the talent hack which has been really awesome i've been taking a little koya intro class which has been tapping into my femininity which has always been a struggle for me because i work in the masculine a lot and i'm creating videos uh, content videos for some different platforms as well as for my own thing um, I also have started my personal training certification, so I've been doing that too. And then that's most of our midday. We'll pause for lunch and go make a salad or something juicy and good. And then the afternoon is usually, I'm a little ethereal in the afternoon, so we'll either have like some quality time or I'll go to the park and dance or I'll go down to our garage where we've like made a workout space at this point and dance. And then I usually teach my workout classes around three or four my time because on the East Coast, that's six or seven. And then after that, I usually have another hour of either being productive before we'll have dinner. And then after that, after that, I'm usually pretty spent. Sometimes I have a couple English classes or um, we'll just play Mario Party. (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. Or have some quality time. And then weekends are a little different. Saturdays, I teach at night instead of in the mornings. And Friday nights, I teach at night because I can get more hours in that way with the time difference. And so we'll sleep in a little more on Saturdays. And Sundays is our day off from everything. So phones are pretty much off for the most part. Technology's pretty much off. And we'll get a lot of time outside and nature and You need that disconnect. time. Yeah. Otherwise, I I go a little crazy from all the time we spend working right now.
0: Yeah, that's so gorgeous. I love I love how you've organized your days.
2: I th- I have a routine now, and I really like crave it, and I love it. And yeah, I I think I guess that's another thing I didn't really say, but I'm sure you guys would. I'd be curious what your morning routines are during this time. But <laughs> I have found that when you have a routine set up and you start to like. I don't know. What do they call that? Habit pairing or, um, hmm. habit pairing. And it's, like a, right. yeah. it's like a
1: triggering system where like you do something and you know that that means, you know, whatever that habit changes, or I, yeah. I think I know what you're
2: talking about. Yeah. So by having that routine, I'm just naturally productive. Like I get up and yeah. when I have my pre-workout, I'm like in a half hour, I'm going to work out no matter what, like nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to tuck me out of that. And also I have accountability. So if you, have, if you have accountability in person, that's awesome. If you don't, just like have a habit of FaceTiming before like, hey, it's our time to work out in a half an hour. Like, you know, you have your accountability and stuff in someone or something if you need that in your life to change a habit. But because I have these like set triggers for starting certain things, it's just, it, it just happens and it's easy for me to be productive. It's actually harder for me sometimes to pull away from the computer and like, okay, you need to like step away, do something totally different, not work related. Um, it's easy to kind of blend that stuff right now. But having a routine and treating every day like I'm still getting up and going to work because I am online, like not in person, still makes me feel like I'm going to work. Like I get up and get ready the same way after I've finished teaching at an ungodly hour in the morning.
0: <laughs> but I like get ready like I am going to go to work. So Yeah. I think that's such an important thing to do. I mean, I know Gene and I, we both have routines and my routine has, it's similar to how it was, I guess, post quarantine, but it's changed. Obviously it's like developed in this new way. Like I now go out for like a walk in the morning, which I never did before, um, which is so cool. But I think, uh, I think that's just it's super important to just set something for yourself that just kind of like kickstarts your day and also yeah. like makes your day you know gene and i talked about in a previous episode like you know find a way to be productive and rest you know like yeah which you did beautifully you know you have like your day is very productive and then you have moments of rest in your day and then you have a day of rest um yeah. which is is so important um i did mm-hmm. one rapid fire question. And then I think yes. I might have one more question for you. Um, what's your favorite meal that you've made during this time?
2: Oh my gosh. I've cooked more than I have in such a long time. I know it's so Ooh. crazy. So that's everyone. <laughs> mm, there's a high protein pasta bake that is just one of my go-tos and one of my favorites and we'll make it and like the whole family loves it but I've been making so many more protein pancakes, which I don't know why I'm obsessed with protein pancakes, but it's been nice to have the time to make them. And I've been spending a lot of time making like macro bowls and making everything like really cute and beautiful. Girl, you speak in our language. We um, This is partly not really something I've actually made, but Amy's has this like amazing barbecue tofu vegan pizza. And so we'll yes. get that once a week. I know it's like Hawaiian pizza, but it's with tofu and, um, it's like tofu and pineapple. And we'll like sprinkle just a little more vegan cheese on it to make it a little cheesier. And it's become one of our favorite,
0: like weekly things we look forward
1: to. <laughs> Danny and I love this
2: pizza. Is it
1: from Sweet Earth? Uh,
0: I think so. I'm now like blanking on the brand, but I think yeah, that's what it it's is. It's the one
1: with like, I think it's like a brown box and he's like sitting in, um, cross-legged position. It's so good. It's the
2: vegan Ooh, one.
0: Right? Yeah. I, I've been getting the the veggie one because that's yeah. all they've had at Whole Foods. But I saw one time you had like a truffle one. Oh that yes. The, the
1: mushroom truffle way. was good, but I actually really love the one without the cheese and with all the veggies. It's yeah. so good.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I like mm-hmm. dig that one. It's so, it's mm-hmm. so yummy. Speaking oh of, gosh. I want to have it this week. So um, I
2: don't have it here. So. Don't make me jellies. Oh, I'll That's take a okay. pic. We've made a lot time. of homemade protein bars too. Oh, like I used oh. to buy a lot of protein bars, and it's been kind of nice to save a little money, like making homemade ones, and also doing like just mixing protein powder, like the same amount you would in a shake, but way less liquid, and like putting it on a rice cake. That's what you saw before this.
1: Wow, yeah. oh, very cool. Oh, such a van sounds so good so my last question is what is something that you're looking forward to when this
2: is all over oh traveling number one um yeah i really need like a a trip to costa rica or bali or we've been talking about japan for a while now too um or even hawaii or something yeah i'm ready i'm ready for a travel I I do miss social dancing like I want like a bachata night or a salsa night or I don't know some sort of Latin dance night like actually with other people and even if like couples have to say six feet away I don't care but like live music (laughs) all the things I, I really miss that and like hugging my friends I think that was the hardest thing was I, I, I mean, we decided Thursday night and I didn't even get to say bye to my friends. It was, I called them. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm leaving tomorrow. And then they were like, no, we get it. We're leaving this weekend too. But none of us said bye to each other. So I mean, we FaceTime all the time, but I can't wait to hug them. So.
1: Oh my gosh. You're such a darling. Oh, we have loved having you on the podcast again.
2: It has been an incredible Aww. pleasure. I love you guys. And I love that you're doing this. Because, you know, we're not on stage right now, but it's an important time to, like, set yourself up as a person just for when this can happen again. And, like, Mm. looking at your callback challenge, Sheena, and, like, taking this time to really think through those things when you have the time. And, I don't know, maybe, like, we're going to come back to New York and, or when New York does kind of open again and things can happen again, like, maybe the whole audition process will look totally different just to, like, keep people safe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. more things will be online and save time, and less waiting in
0: lines. The and, world is going to be different yeah. in so many different ways. So much innovation I'm so and everything. to see, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like how we're going to utilize this online space post quarantine. It, it, hmm.
2: it is. I mean, it's opened it up is. a lot
0: of opportunities for people that they maybe didn't realize that they had.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if there's just anything that I learned over all of that time, that if I could put it in one sentence, it would be. I regret most of the time I wasted being angry and upset. Like, yes, you have to go through that process. But the longer you sit there, the more you're just doing a disservice to yourself. What you don't get back in life is time. Money will always replenish itself. Jobs will eventually yes. come back, opportunities, things like that. But you don't get your time back. So, absolutely, you know, none of us are promised another moment, you know, COVID-19 or not, whatever. But you don't get this time back. So even if that's, you know, you don't want to create something or whatever, you're just not in that headspace. Just hug the people around you more, pet your dogs more. I don't know. But the more you can live in a state of gratitude and choose to see the joy and how this can bring about so much good change that our country has needed to see. But I think the whole world is, is realizing what's important now, or at least a lot of people are. And seeing all the opportunity that can come out of this time I think it's important. So my biggest regret personally was all the time I wasted and that I wish I would have used that time, um, not being so angry and upset, but starting the things that I'm doing now that I could have done if I wasn't angry and upset.
1: So The moral is forgive and spread love. (laughs) Yes, in a nutshell. (laughs) Where can our audience find you, Michaela?
2: Well, I'm on Instagram, which I actually changed it from the last time. So it is, it, it is no longer that. the infamous Tiny Dom Seuss. It is I am Michaela McIntosh. Macintosh. Okay. your <laughs> name. Oh, it's so weird. Not a character anymore. I'm me. That's oh, the I love thing it. I'm most active on. Um, I do have a YouTube channel that I talk a lot about my injury on. And, um, yeah, I have a website. It's www. Fashion, the little gosh, I can't think of the name right now. The Heisen? hyphen, Heisen. I guess. Passion <laughs> <Where are the laughs> pulse.com. And uh, yeah, that's probably the two best places. I'm teaching a lot of online classes, especially in the stuff that was really helpful and healing to me as a dancer going through injuries and just good recovery, like partly recovery, partly strength method- methods. So if you want to come to a class, just come
0: drop in and say hi. Yay. Awesome. It was such a delight. You, you seriously light up my day whenever (laughs) I talk to you or I get a message from you or I see a post of yours. Um, thank you for bringing your high vibe energy to this podcast. Um, I think I know Gene and I, you know, love hearing from you. So, and I know our audience must just be as lit up as we are. So thanks for (laughs) shining in that. To us,
2: oh well, and I hope everyone feels that way because we all can be lit up high by being human. Yeah,
0: we absolutely. gotta work Spread through it. the
2: stuff that's dimming your shine. You know.
0: <laughs> yes, we all need that right now. So, yes. thanks so much, my darling. Talk to you guys. Talk soon. moi Hi
1: guys, just wanted to quickly come on and talk a little bit about reviews. Um, so we've had a few um, requests. Um, and questions about how to do a review on our podcast, so we're just going to quickly go through that process with you guys today, just to take out all the all the questions and answer all of your concerns that you had around that. So, um, Danny, and take also, it away.
0: Yeah. Before you get into that, thank you so much to those of you who have written us a review. They're so 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 uh, <laughs> generous and kind, and we're so grateful.
1: Absolutely. I love, love, love reading your reviews. It makes us feel so happy. So thank you so much. Um, Danny's going to quickly go through how to do it on your iPhone. And we're just talking about, um, doing it through iTunes today. Take it away.
0: All right. So basically you go to the, um, if you have an iPhone, the podcast app on your phone, if you don't have that, you can go to the store, the Apple store and download the um, podcast app. You just type in podcast. And then once you do, you'll search on stage with wellness and our podcast will come up. You'll see our cute little faces and you will, (laughs) um, you can hit subscribe. If you're not subscribed, it'll say subscribe. So make sure you hit that. And then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see, there are some reviews. Um, it says ratings and reviews, and you can click underneath the, fir- the review that you see. It says write a review. So you'll click that. And you can tap the stars that you want to give us, the title of the review. So it could be like, love this podcast or listen to this or look Best what i podcast I've ever heard in my life. You whatever know, you want to write. Really sweet, whatever you feel called <laughs> to say. And then write us a review. And then you'll hit send. And then something will pop up and say um, something about um, – what, what nickname, like what's your nickname? And that'll be the name, uh, that's next to the review. So, um, you can put your actual name or you can just put like your nickname or anything like dance lover. I don't know, whatever you want to <laughs> say <laughs>
2: Exactly um, and
0: that is how you write us a review. It's super, super simple. And, um, yeah. So if you're doing it through your
1: computer, I will usually, um, listen to or look up or search new podcasts on my computer. Um, so I'm just going to talk quickly of how to do it here. So you're just going to, like Danny said, download the podcast app. Um, it's a little purple circle, um, with a little man in the middle and two white circles surrounding him. <laughs> if you didn't know,
2: um, and
1: right. And this is on a Mac. So, if you obviously have um, a PC, this will be a little bit different, obviously. Um, so, make sure to search on stage with wellness. On stage is one word. And then subscribe. And then you scroll all the way down till you see ratings and reviews. Um, and then it should say below uh, each review write a review. So you're going to click on that. Um, You're going to add a title. You can um, click on how many stars you want to give us. Hopefully it's five. (laughs) Um, And then you're going to put your nickname right in uh, there. So you won't have any pop-ups or anything, unlike the mobile. And you're going to write your beautiful review. And then you're going to press save. And that's pretty much it. Super self-explanatory.
0: Yeah. And um, we do know that you can't write a review through Spotify. So if you listen to us via Spotify and you've been wanting to uh, write a review, you have to do it through um, iTunes. So, um, and apparently I think you can also do it through Google Play. So if you're listening through Google Play, you can do that. Um, But we do know that the easiest way that we found is through iTunes and Apple podcasts. So, That is that. Um, We appreciate you guys so much. And the reviews really help us to just keep producing content and keep sharing all this great information and fun stuff with you guys that we love to do. So hopefully you are loving it as well.
1: Hey, creatives. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We are beyond grateful for your interest and support in
0: our conversation. We hope you'll tune in each week for fresh new content and some inspiration from wherever you are in the world whether you're on tour, auditioning, or in your hometown community theater. Share this with your cast, friends, and anyone in the industry who could benefit from this podcast.
1: If you like what you hear, write us a review. You can do this through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Share with us what you like and what you wanna hear
0: more of. This will help us with our mission to support performers with their health and wellness goals. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at On Stage with Wellness. You can follow Danny at Danny Nicole Wellness and Gina at Gina Daniels Coaching. You can find all the links you need in the show notes. Until
1: next time, performers, remember you know enough, you have enough, and you are enough.